Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. Thanksgiving weekend. We are here taking your phone calls as we always are about whatever you want. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And yes, we have been live um, all week long. We didn't yep. take Thanksgiving off. Just Thanksgiving? So you know. Day after Thanksgiving? Uh, we're here we're for th- you. We're live now? We're here, here for you on a day when many other talk hosts have decided to throw in the towel. Call They're it quits. They're still sleeping off tryptophan highs. and That doesn't really them. happen. I understand. It's a, it's a myth, right? Right. right. Tryptophan, pretty much a myth. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it sells no, but, on TV. Sure, sure. It sounds it's like... Good for news. It's, it's a great excuse, you know, when you're really sleepy after eating a Thanksgiving meal that you could just blame it on the tryptophan, but it's, it's just because you're full, isn't that right. why It's because you've eaten too much. <laughs> right. Uh, so you could eat a whole bunch and not have any turkey at all, not get any tryptophan and have the same effects. Right. I had very little th- turkey this uh, this particular Thanksgiving, although right. there was a lot of good food. So we've got, uh, as always, a lot to talk about with you, but it's your uh, your opportunity to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. Start things out here tonight, Mark, with a story about a woman who, I guess she disagreed with the suggestions of the doctors in this case, but maybe they weren't really suggestions. Maybe... Maybe they were orders. What happened to this lady? Uh, she had her baby taken away. A woman in, That's pretty serious. Uh, yeah. Uh, th- uh, this article's from uh, Yahoo News, um, but I, the, you know, there's a longer one over at the Huffington Post. But I figured the Yahoo News one was uh, short and sweet. Did I say sweet? I meant short and absolutely horrifying. Yeah, okay. A woman in New Jersey refused to consent to a C-section. New Jersey, that's all I needed to know. I'm sorry, man. This can happen anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the the doctors and nurses at hospitals believe that they know what's best, and this is the kind this kind of thing could absolutely happen anywhere in America. I don't know about the rest of the world. Is this one of the reasons why you and your wife did not go to a, a hospital? Well, to I have did the go baby? to a, I did go to the hospital when when we we did go to the hospital when she was pregnant, and I saw just too many signs that say you babies must do this and and mm. you must do that when you're in. I just don't, you know. It's our baby, our pregnancy, mostly hers, and uh, we'll do it the way we want. Thanks very much. And so we we went to a birth center, and uh, you know didn't have to worry about them forcing anything on us we didn't want, whether it's immunizations, social security numbers, uh, C sections. How many C sections are done because doctors are tired? Let me let me read the story. That's a good question. A lot of them. <laughs> During labor, in the event that her baby was in distress, she ended up giving birth vaginally and without. Incident. The baby was in good medical condition, so she made the right decision. Mm-hmm. However, the baby was taken away from her, and her parental rights were terminated because she abused and neglected oh her gosh. child by refusing the C-section and behaving erratically while in labor. By the way, these uh, this is a this is a couple. This isn't just one woman. So they took their baby. She she was behaving erratically, meaning she was angry because they were trying to uh, force her into Give her a major abdominal surgery um, without her consent. That's what they mean by behaving erratically, right? That's what they mean. Okay. Well, it, you know that the only crime in America is disobeying authority. That's the only crime. And sorry, that's you know when you're when you're giving birth in in a hospital, that's authority. The mm-hmm. the doctor and the nurses and the people that are there, those are the authorities. Okay, so she was in the hospital. The doctor said, you need to have a C-section. She said, no way. Then did she leave? I missed a point. Did she leave and go have it elsewhere? or no. did she, she just had it there? Just and, refused the C-section. Okay. New Jersey, so they didn't force it on her then. Uh, I guess that's okay, but... 
certainly don't like that they stole her kid. Well, if you think something's okay, let me read the next line. All right, you, okay, and, okay. and then you'll be horrified by that that too. So this a New Jersey worse. appellate court has upheld this shocking ruling, and the custody has been given to the child's foster parents. They wow. took her baby away. She never even got to hold on to it, and. An appellate court agreed that this is this is it, right? This is the only reason. She hasn't done anything else. Okay, I know that you haven't gotten through the whole thing yet, but do you know if she was on welfare? I don't. I'm just curious. I, I'm just wondering, is Why she does a, that matter? Is she a cash client, or is she somebody who is on the government's... They don't uh, even know. Um, I, I think you have a, an incorrect view of hospitals. The hospital staff doesn't even have any idea how anyone pays. Um, As a matter of fact, when I asked hospital staff how much something cost, because that's the only way I had to pay, I don't have health insurance. Me neither. um, (laughs) They wouldn't give it to me. What's that? They wouldn't give it to me. Who wouldn't give it to me? The health care insurance company. What are you talking about? When I tried to get health insurance, they wouldn't give it to me. Why wouldn't they give it to you? Because I told them I took LSD. Okay, well, there you go. That's what I get for being honest. Yeah, (laughs) there you go, folks. (laughs) There's a little bit, little little clue for you people out there. Um. But anyway, I wanted to pay in cash. They didn't even know the prices, so they don't have any idea. And I understand that you believe that once you get into the system, the system has you, uh, you know, by the short ones. But I don't think in this instance that it matters. Um, I think that it's just you get into the system by going to the hospital and having a hospital mm-hmm. birth. So you better do that birth the way they nope. say in the hospital. Otherwise, right. else. you're going to be called an abusive parent. and Your baby's going to be taken Man, away. And an appellate court is going to uphold it. And this is uh, 2009. This just this just it happened. was in July in 2009. Crazy. Right? It, so it's relatively recently. So, what else? Um, is there more? Yeah. The 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 court's decision cites hospital records that describe the mother VM as combative, uncooperative, <laughs> erratic, non-compliant, irrational, inappropriate. She's giving birth. Okay. Right. She's pregnant. If, I, I don't know whether she refused the um, the epidural or not, but mm-hmm. I can you know I I can tell you that different different people react to giving birth differently. You know, it's it's an extre- it's an extremely volatile time. So a lot of pressures on, stress is there, and I'm sure it's not the most comfortable physically uh, physical condition to be in. I mean, I guess yeah. I can't be sure because I've never been in it, but I imagine that it's not very comfortable. So there are people so. sitting out there hearing the sound of my voice right now that just say, "Well, the authorities decided that this was so, so really? there must be a good reason." Really? Are those people oh, out absolutely there? Absolutely, they're out there. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. They don't know agree? the facts. Who They're could just agree? Sure that the authorities are right. Well, but who could agree with these people? These government people taking this child from this mother because she refused the C-section. Well, the person that cites this, the court opinion also focused on the fact that the mother had been in psychiatric care. Um, for twelve years prior to the birth. But as the what Huffington, does that Huffington mean? Post, that she had a shrink. Yeah, her her uh, psychiatric state would not have been questioned if the mother had not refused the invasive abdominal surgery, which was entirely within her rights. Now, wait. Point of information: Is a shrink a psychiatrist or a psychologist? I think that I think they both could be called shrinks. Well, there's I mean, a it's difference. Just slang. No, there's a difference between a psychiatrist and a, and a psychologist. Understood, but it is slang, okay, so right. therefore they can you know you can just ask it, apply it to anything. 
Um, but I, I think that it's, I think it's a salient point. Like, like maybe she had some, some mental problems and, you know, whatever. At least she was in the care of a psychiatrist. That doesn't mean you even have mental problems. It just yeah. decides that, that you're getting psychiatric care. But, but for what was the anybody, reason? I could go right now and see a psychiatrist. I don't have to have a good reason. They'll still take my money. Do, do we know what the reason was she was seeing the, uh, the shrink? The, these, the, they won't even give me her name. It's VN. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of uh, facts as far as that goes. But the, but the point here is that if she would not have refused the C-section, she'd still have her baby, is really you know, cogent, reason. right? Right. So it's not that she was um, under psychiatric care. They're justifying That's it after excuse. the fact. Right. The reason that her baby was taken away is because she refused a C-section. And... I, you know, I'm I not saying it her. happens every to every woman every time, but uh, you know, to, but it happens. To dismiss it means that the next time it could be you, it could be right. your daughter. Absolutely, you you don't know how often this stuff is is going on. Um, there's no. I way keep to... an eye on um, these stories, and I only get the most outrageous of them where they where they take. Uh, where they, uh, recently, it was earlier this year. They took a baby away from a couple because within the first few weeks of birth, it lost weight. That's what happens to every baby within a few weeks of birth. And then they begin to put it on again. <laughs> I mean, it happens to all – it's normal. But they took it away and gave it to somebody who was politically connected in that town. Well, I don't, re- I don't think we talked about that one on the air, but I'm, now we I'm going to ask you a question about that. Uh, when the baby was losing weight, how did they find that out? Were they bringing it back to the hospital and have it checked on? Don't know. That would be the only way to know, right? I mean, that would be the <laughs> only way they – I have no idea. I mean, maybe the mother and the, the it child. Sounds to me I don't like, know. It sounds to me like the hospital's a real dangerous place for people that care about their kids. The hospital's next step down from the government, as far as I'm Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. All right. So, Mark, you say there are people out there that agree with this. The government people taking a baby from a woman who refused a C-section. And I just want to hear from whoever you are. If you're out there at 800-259-9231, how do you defend behavior like this? And this isn't the only outrageous hospital health care related behavior that uh, we've seen. We'll come back with more. It's Free Talk Live, 800-259. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. You're certainly welcome to comment on the story we opened up with, wherein a lady had her child stolen from her moments after birth. Because she refused a C-section, 800-259-9231. Specifically, we'd like to hear from somebody who agrees with the theft of that child. Uh, I'm sure you wouldn't call it a theft, though, if you'd agreed with it. Anyway, 800-259-9231. Have you heard of the millionaire patriot? You should have. He is five days of firearms training just waiting for you, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. That's FrontSight.com. As we continue here, and by the way, I want to tell you about FreeTalkLive.com. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours is free. 
And it includes the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of Free Talk Live. And you can go and visit the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're a lady listener, instructions on how to become a part of the Shrine are there. By the way, the Shrine brought to you by Manchester Brewing at manchesterbrewing.com. Let's go to your phone calls. Shannon is listening to WGMD-FM in Delaware. Shannon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, as far as that lady goes, I would find me a really good attorney. Um, can can well, you afford I, that? I mean, not everybody can well, afford an attorney. You know, there there are a lot of uh, attorneys out there that will do pro bono. But this is um, true. Good um, point. She, I don't see where a woman should have their child taken away from them. Um, I've. I've had two child of my own, and I've had some really, really bad deliveries where I have begged and pleaded for them to cut me because my children were stuck. And God, I wish they would have because I have two children that have serious issues now because of their birth. Um, My first child now has epilepsy because rather than them cutting me while he was stuck inside of me, they put what they call a vacuum inside of me and literally ripped him out of me. Mm. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, he has a scar on his head. Um, He's got ADHD. He's got epilepsy. He's got um, brain damage because he actually died from them doing that. Um, Oh, he died temporarily, you mean? Yes, they were able to reassess and, you know. Wow. um, So um, how'd that that court case go, Shannon? uh, You know... I just, you know, count him as a blessing that he's here. Absolutely. Um, it is, uh, I understood completely. You know, I, I consider my child to be the blessing that he is. I just, uh, uh, the, the, the first comment you made that you would get a very good attorney kind of, uh, you know, rests on the idea that the, that the judicial system works. And I'm not sure that it, it works very well. So, wait, you didn't get an attorney in your case? No, because he was a blessing because I was dying myself so they were able to bring him back and they were also able i i just had a really good doctor who just didn't want to take the risk of waiting another second to prep me for surgery Stockholm uh, as okay so as, so you weren't you know, upset at them for refusing you the the c-section in that case right Got however it. my second child when i was kicking and screaming he was inside of me and they were breaking his bones to rip him out of me yeah i am talking to an attorney (laughs) i don't blame you for that you know thank you for for sharing your story tonight i appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 let's talk to candace listening to wsc fm still looking for somebody that supports the idea of uh because i think it'd be pretty easy to find people to agree with us on this particular one mark that uh, it was wrong for them to steal this woman's baby uh because she refused to cease or because uh because she refused to the c-section but i still would like to hear if there is somebody out there that ag- uh, that agrees with taking that woman's baby because of what she did <laughs> love to hear from you uh how about you candace what's on your mind tonight uh, unfortunately, I disagree. <laughs> That's not the person you're looking for. But um, I just thought it was completely outrageous that they had decided to take the baby away. Is it shocking it was, to you? Do you did you feel like it, that well, couldn't happen? It here? was, <laughs> except for like I had heard in the UK about their recent, you know, the medical thing going on. 
how this one woman had had her baby. Um, they didn't even treat the baby because it was too young to be considered a baby, even yeah. though it was breathing for two hours. Yeah, and, and it's outrageous. It, it is outrageous. The baby was, I think it was 29 weeks or so. I can't remember. Uh, don't quote me on it, but it was uh, several days shy of whatever they considered a, a, a real uh, person to be. And so, therefore, they let it uh, you know, sort of die there, and it took a couple right. of hours. And, and the, the woman and, and the, the, the husband were there. Oh, how awful it must have been. L- let's fast forward a little bit, though. Let me get your thoughts on something else, uh, because we've talked about other stories where we're not re- necessarily dealing with babies. We could be dealing with teenagers, wherein uh, you might have a teenager with some sort of really awful uh, detrimental kind of disease that they have, and he or she is a a child of parents who are very devoutly fundamentalist Christians and or whatever it is their religious sect is, and they may not believe in the medical system. They may may not believe in taking uh, their their child to a doctor to have him or her assessed. Or in the case of, uh, I think it was a 13-year-old boy that uh, we were talking about at one time, he had been on chemotherapy, and he decided... He didn't want anything to do with it anymore, and so he swore it off. And I think they st- – did they steal him from his parents? Um, they tried to. She ran away. I think they finally did get him. Right. So but she she ran off with him for a while. Right. So they went after this 13-year-old boy because his parents had decided to support his decision to not continue with chemotherapy. A judge decided, okay, well, we're going to take your teenager. How do you feel in that situation? Well, I mean, even then, it's – it's kind of a boundary you have to think of. I mean, does the government have a right to go into private homes and tell people how to raise the children? I mean, I know there's a very fine line because you don't want to endanger the child. But, I mean, to a certain extent, it just seems like the government seems to be getting more control over well, I internal think that, factors. Candace, I kind of think we lost this battle back in 1913 when they brought the income tax in. The income Why? tax allows – here's the reason. <laughs> the income tax allows the government – it gives the government the power to uh, buy – you know, it owns your labor because if you work, it gets to take a portion of the fruits of your labor. So right. they there, thereby, um, one must extrapolate from that that, in fact, the government owns you. If they get the product of your labor, then they must own you. So if they own you, they own your kids. And if they own your kids, then they can do whatever the heck they want is all you are is a baby factory for their children. Yeah, it's, you're absolutely right. It's terrifying. Thank you, Candace. I appreciate your thoughts tonight at 800-259-9231. You know, Mark, uh, I think you might be on to something there. I because, am a super genius. Well, because uh, they've got all these debts, right? The government people. The, don't be confused by them. They're not your debts. You didn't incur those debts. Right. That big so, old the, clock the, thing the, that turns <laughs> up forever, the $12 trillion or however many it is now. That's not your debt. It's politicians in Washington, D.C. They're the ones that, uh, that aggregated they that. They spin it. Right. You don't have any responsibility for it. They'll try to, to tell you, every American owes $300,000 of this. No, no. I, where's my name on the, the dotted line? I don't think so. Like, how uh, can I incur a debt if I haven't agreed to the debt? But they have sworn you as collateral. I mean, they have sworn your labor. They've sworn your future tax dollars as collateral against that debt. They pay the interest on the debt with your tax dollars. That's where the the money that the IRS collects apparently goes to. It doesn't actually go to pay down things like, you know, the uh, the various different departments in government. It's just going to pay interest payments on the various t- treasury bonds or whatever that they've uh, floated out there to China and other places. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. It's the live Saturday edition. We will take your calls about whatever's on your mind. You can take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features free, and those include updates. So you can get signed up and be kept in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Production internships from the Institute for Humane Studies. You can intern in film and alternative media. The IHS Production Internship Program offers paid internships at production companies making films, documentaries, online video programs, and more. The program includes a week-long interdisciplinary IHS seminar, a stipend, a housing allowance. Applicants at all levels of experience are encouraged to apply. Um, of course, should be around college age for this. Uh, placements are available during the uh, spring, summer, and fall. Apply. Um, you got to apply for the summer one by February the 15th. Uh, I guess the spring ones are closed at this point. LibertarianInternships.com. That's LibertarianInternships.com. All right, as we continue here, Mark, you started the hour out by talking about a woman who was in the hospital preparing for birth, and she was told that she needed to have a C-section. She said... I don't think so, and refused to allow them to uh, dope her up for the C-section. She went through with the birth. Baby came out healthy. Everything went fine. She was able to go through the process, no problem. Um, So you're speculating that maybe the doctor was tired or in a rush or something like that. I've just heard people say that. And just wanted to, you know, slice her open. That's their experience. And go the easy route. Of course, it wouldn't be easy for her, so she refused it. And then as a reward for her refusal, they stole her baby from her. An appeals court then uh, then held that the government was fully within their rights to take that baby because, well, governments steal babies all the time, and hey, what's new, right? And that's just what the CPS organization does. It's called different names in different states, but Child Protective Services is kind of generally uh, what it's referred to as. And they make a regular habit of going and stealing kids from parents who might be raising their children in a way that's mm, contrary to the, I don't know, majority opinion or the opinion of those in power, I guess, at the very least. Well, some of them, um, you know, you you imagine that the, the CPS or the HRS or whatever is in place for to do good things. I mean, you mean I, somebody who's not me, because I don't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that at least the idea was is that that's what they would do. But I, you know, I see just far too many stories. When you make an organization's job to take children away from people, then in order for them to do their job, they must take children away from people, and I find that to be a problem. Absolutely, and it's not just not in to this say case. that there aren't some people that don't need their children taken away. I mean. Yeah, uh, it, but in this case, and in many cases, I think that it's entirely inappropriate what uh, what they are doing. And I think that as far as rescuing children is concerned, uh, I think it w- would be helpful if they actually had to make some sort of a case, uh, because normally they can just go in and snatch a kid. 
And then it's up to the parents to, like the uh, earlier caller was suggesting, find a lawyer who's willing to take the case and go after it and spend who knows how much money and time and effort. Right, and that's to get their one of the problems back. is that the um, that you know the person who brings the charges, the CPS worker, has no liability for what they do. They don't get fired Correct. if they do something wrong. Secondly, they don't have any um, you know financial stake in it. The parents have to pay what ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars to get their kids back. It's not like the government gives them that money. After the case is over, nope. oh, sorry about that. Here's a here's a check. Let me write that out for you. They don't do that. They just take the kid, and then the, if they lose the case, they give the kid back. Or if they're you know some kind of um, usually there's negotiations that go on. All right, if you take all the green wallpaper out of the house, then we'll give you your kid back. Mm-hmm. And then so the parents actually look guilty because of the green wallpaper or whatever the reason is that they, they felt like you know. So, so you've got this case where the woman had her child taken because of the refusing the C-section, which was a completely healthy choice. She followed her instinct. She was right. The doctor was wrong in that case uh, they stole her kid then you've got the case with or cases where you've got teenagers and people that are not quite teenagers maybe seven or eight year olds that have made the decision because i don't know about you but when i was younger i could make choices and these kids have said no i don't think i want that chemotherapy or i don't think i want that particular drug or i don't think i want that treatment or rather i don't want to even go to the hospital to have this uh, this problem looked at because well it's their religious beliefs that uh, essentially say that that's not their thing. Satan lives in hospitals or whatever it is that they think, right? No, I'm not on necessarily on board with them. I don't agree with uh, with their religious beliefs, but I'm. It's not my family, so sure. I don't consider it any of my business what they're doing. You might think it's absolutely horrific, people holding their kids back from going to the doctor and through the established medical system. But there are some people that are very vehemently against that. Do you think they should have their children stolen? Because so far, we had uh, a couple of very nice ladies call in to empathize with this woman who had her child stolen from her. But yet no one has called to say, yes, uh, these children need to be taken. These teenagers need to be separated from their families. We know what's best. We're in charge. No one has called to to, uh, to defend that position. Maybe it's because it's indefensible, but that doesn't mean that the government people aren't engaging in it on a regular basis. We've talked about these well, stories for it's, years. It's the status quo, and one doesn't have to call in to defend it, right? Because that's what's already happening. You don't need to call in and yeah. say anything because they're already getting what they want. Who cares? Go ahead and talk away, little little crazy men on the radio. <laughs> We're going to take the kids when we need to take the kids. Yeah. Um, and... You know, secondly, it's people who sort of abdicate responsibility to a, a government organization that's probably doing the right thing, right? You know, that's the idea that you know we put these people in place. They're they're clearly reasonable people, um, and uh, you know they they're doing a good job because, well, gosh darn it, our bureaucrats are good people. If you think it's bad now, though, wait until the government takes control even more of the medical system. You think it's real bad yeah. now? Because it is bad now. People are having their children stolen from them. It will happen. You just won't with, have the choice at that right. point. It will happen with a greater frequency the more the government takes control. Now, we already know that the government is mostly in control of the dollars that are floating around in the medical system. They spend over 52% of them or something like that. It's a lot. A, a majority of the money spent in uh, on medical care in the medical system is spent by government. Medicare, Medicaid, med, you know, whatever else. Various different programs. And so, of course, the, pro- the proposals are on the table to involve government even more in medical care in this country. And the more they're involved, the more, they're, the, more the government will be able to use this excuse, well, we're footing the bill. 
So you'll have to do what we say. Well, and not to mention that, but once the government becomes um, you know, entrenched in medical care, you know, what happens to alternative sorts of care? What happens to the chiropractors, the people that uh, the health food stores, you know, mm-hmm. all these other things? They're if in I trouble. Des- if I decide to treat myself in some way, uh, you know, should I be able to go to an acupuncturist or um, I have I have a, an appointment to go to one of these laser things to, to make help me with uh, nicotine addiction? Oh, I really? stopped. I stopped smoking quite some time ago, but I still really want nicotine. Um, huh. And and so they've got they got some kind of laser newfangled version of laser voodoo, voodoo, right? <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll try it out. It's three hundred bucks, um, and yeah, I'm going to try it. Would I have that option? And once uh, you know, socialized know. medicine gets kicked into full gear, and everybody's covered. That we have we have fair medical treatment for everyone. We have the same crappy treatment Crap for, for everybody. Yeah. And if you try to get something better, you're a criminal. I'm just saying, be prepared for this. Because if you think that you're managing to, uh, if you think that um, this couldn't happen to you, that it's just random, it's not really likely to occur, just wait until this, uh, until the government takes more control. That's all I'm saying. And the other thing that uh, you need to to, to look at, it's sort of the, even with the Obamacare plan, which, uh, you know, proposes... Forced health insurance. Forced health insurance. But it's still, you know, there's going to be a government, uh, you know, health insurance company, right, in place. So I've heard. Yeah, that's, that, I guess that's one of the ideas that have been floated around. They've changed so many times, this thing, this doppelganger Mm -hmm. um, alters, but if I'm one of these religious people that doesn't believe that, um, you know, in medicine, Satan lives in hospitals or whatever yeah. it is that these people believe, and then my tax dollars are forced, um, I'm forced to pay for these, the very things that I think are evil. Well, what is that all about? This is a free country? In a free country, hey, my new? money is taken from me by force, by threat of violence. Happens all and, the time. Well, that's, yeah, it happens <laughs> everywhere. I mean, I, I'm against war as a Quaker. I've got to pay for it. Well, you don't have to. You could stop. I could stop, and then likely I'll go. Uh, you know, po- the possibility exists. I'll go to prison, and uh, my wife, uh, who will you know have to go to work, and my kid um, will then be educated by the bureaucrats. The toll-free number is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. Your calls about what you want coming up. It's free talk live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Now, if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we would like you to shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Of course, the holiday season, uh, season has officially been kicked off as of yesterday. Yesterday being Black Friday, and that means that the stores are even more crowded, and the parking lots are even more of a pain than they would have been a few weeks ago. So why bother doing all that? Why bother go through uh, going through that? Why not just do your shopping online at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com? You know Amazon, they're the world's largest internet retailer with dozens of categories in which you can shop. You can even buy used items, plus you get free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items 
you'll find probably everything you're looking for there. Go check, uh, check it out and get your shopping done. And, and it benefits Free Talk Live, too, when you enter through that link, amazon.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources to uh, bring you great prices on gold and silver. Everybody's talking about getting gold and silver right now for as a hedge against inflation, as investments. It's It really has topped out. You sure can't uh, find these deals on out, Amazon. I mean, it's going up, up, up right now. And um, you can... Get probably the best prices that you'll find on the Internet, and certainly you'll have to search long and hard to find something better. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. I picked out uh, four coins there that I think are very easy ones to uh, for people to get started with. You don't have to – there's not a lot of uh, you know deciding, oh, this is a good coin, bad coin. There's none of that numismatic stuff that I found so confusing when I was trying to buy gold and silver. Um, so I tried to make it easy on everybody. These um, these coins are you're basically buying for their precious metal content. They are not collectors' coins or anything like that. So non collectors uh, have nothing to be wary of. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls. Let's talk, ladies first. Ashley is in Florida, listening to WFLA. I think in Tallahassee. Ashley, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, fellas, thanks for taking my call. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, um, I was thinking this whole issue. Um, really brought up with me uh, the issue of circumcision, male circumcision specifically, and how um, female circumcision is illegal, whereas male circumcision is perfectly legal and acceptable. Not and, only that, uh, it's it's encouraged in many cases. Oh yeah, and in, and in some cases it's done without parental consent. If you're mm. if you don't specifically say you don't want it done, they'll just go ahead and do it for you. That's how but hospitals it, operate on just about everything. They they've got their little protocols, and unless you uh, you know know to say otherwise, you know the, there's little pieces of your little boy are going to to stay at the hospital. Exactly, and it's funny because uh, with with my daughter, she was born at home, and uh, there was. Uh, an issue with her where if I was in a hospital, automatically I would have been in emergency C-section. But since I was at home, my midwife knew that it wasn't that big of a deal. And she, you know, let me give birth to my daughter naturally. And she was perfectly healthy. But it's just funny how I've, I've talked to people who've had babies in hospitals and they just don't know what they can and cannot do. Yep. That's, that, that absolutely huh. is true. I think that it's um, just... I think it's somewhat disingenuous to compare compare male circumcision to female circumcision, in that the, the words it's are the not same. Quite as horrific. The but parts aren't the same. But, like the, the, it, oh yeah. It, well, uh, it depends on what time type you're talking about. I'm not going to get into details. Um, but, well, it's, um, it's all right. I mean, it, this, it's not pandering. It's, if it's an- anatomical, it's not a right. We're, a, we're talking about medical procedures. It's not like we're talking about uh, sexual things. Yeah. Well, say say that it was. Uh, we lived in a society where it was perfectly acceptable to cut off a, a little girl's labia, which would, if as long as it healed fine, it wouldn't have any effect on her other than the fact that she was missing a major part of her organ. Yeah. And that is not, that's illegal. That you're not allowed to do that to your daughter. But you're allowed to do something not totally equivalent, but somewhat so. To but your still son. parts. So, yeah. Male circumcision is completely outrageous, I think, uh, because the excuses for it are really hmm, outdated. Oh, they'll, yeah. they'll say things like, uh, well, you it know, it's easier to clean, it looks better, da 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 da. But the real reason that uh, male circumcision is going on in the way that it is today, one of the major reasons is because a couple of prudes named Kellogg and Graham. That's Kellogg uh, cereal and Graham crackers. Right. Were involved in this movement. And this, by the way, Penn and Teller's BS is where I got uh, most 
post all this information from. It's a great show. I highly recommend it. They, oh, they there's, did a, there's one on circumcision. Oh yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, oh, um, okay. it's horrible. Uh, they actually they actually show footage of it, and it's really oh, just heartbreaking. Sick. Uh, but but these these prudes, Kellogg and Graham are essentially these really extremist religious types that uh, are, are very anti-self-pleasuring. Mm-hmm. And so it was their belief that by uh, that by circumcising males at a, at a young age... That, you could stop uh, the scourge of masturbation. Right, that uh, that young men would no longer be self-pleasuring or would be less interested in right. self-pleasuring. Because that's working. <laughs> yeah, and I can say that uh, you know, it didn't stop me. Uh, that's for sure. So I th- it's, that's where it's all based out of, and 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 that's why people get it because it's just always been that way. You know, that's just, uh, they, yeah. they, they feel like they want to fit in or something like that, as though it's going to matter in the locker room. That you're well, going to get teased or I, something. I've got to say idea? that it, it, you know, in in the locker room when I was at uh, you know Christian school that I went to, there was one kid. He was. Uh, from Cambodia, and he was adopted over. And this is this is a private school of nothing but little white kids, um, you know, taking showers together. And I had no idea. I figured it was a racial thing that uh, you know his was different because he was a different race. Um, I you know I didn't didn't even understand why. So I I think that there's a possibility of that, but. I think that um, it, I, I, look, it, it's it's his parts. He can decide if he wants to modify them. I, you know, they're his earlobes. He can pierce them. It's his foreskin. He can cut it off. Absolutely. I'm not going to cut any parts off. I wish I had had the opportunity to decide. I did not. My parents did not give me that choice. So and my husband feels the same way. He came from a Jewish family, and he, he feels the same way. And we knew if we had a son that we weren't going to make that choice for him. But it's it's sad that we live in a society where that parents are allowed to make that choice and permanently altering their son's body. But if you if your child doesn't want chemotherapy, you're not allowed to make that choice. The government's gonna make that choice for you, but it's like why doesn't the government, you know, tell you you can't circumcise your child? Toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. I want to thank you for your thoughts tonight here, uh, Ashley. Certainly appreciate you dialing in at 1-800-259-9231. And clearly on an issue where we're discussing children and what you can and can't do as far as medical procedures. We've, we've certainly gotten a lot of uh, lady callers, and I certainly appreciate all that. would like to remind our ladies about the Shrine of Female listeners. would love to have uh, any or all of you that have participated tonight. It uh, is not a beauty contest. There are all shapes, not. sizes, and colors at the Shrine. It's really just to prove to radio stations, program directors, that, in fact, we are probably uh, a far more female-listened-to uh, talk show than most of them out there. All right, so uh, let's go and talk to Yvonne, who is listening. I believe, Yvonne, are you in Manchester? Yvonne? I am. Okay, so you're listening to WGIR in Manchester. Uh, good evening. What's on your mind tonight? I, that, that lady that just had the uh, baby that was taken away from her, and then she went to a court, and the court agreed with the findings. Where does somebody go? I mean, where does somebody go? that you can get a decent um, appraisal of the situation. You don't don't go to the government, and which would mean you wouldn't have gone to, you should have gone to the hospital in the first place, apparently, because that's what really put her at risk, was the fact that she went to a hospital where these people are imbued with all of this authoritarian demeanor and this idea that they have total control over you, and if you don't go by what they decide you should do, then apparently the police should be called and your children stolen from you. Unfortunately, there's nothing that this woman can do at this point. Well, who gave the hospital the authority? 
Well, um, leaders uh, th- throughout history have claimed that their authority comes from God, and um, this one, in fact, <laughs> you know, they they, they he's they've wearing a white God, coat. They've got God all in their little documents. I, I guess um, that that's what what they think. I don't know. In, instead, maybe it's democracy. They believe that they're working on behalf of fifty one percent of the people who uh, who give them that authority. I, I, Yvonne, I've I'm without answers, just like you. Oh, I, I, I think that's awful. And it's I, awful. I think I don't know how that would hold up in court. It held up. Uh, it held up twice. Yeah. <laughs> it but held up. Where did go part. from there? Because the government uh, backs up their buddies in, uh, you know, in the hospital business. Uh, they're all tied in together, and the government is not if interested people, in protecting you. If people not. in authority can make mistakes, then people won't have the faith in government that the people in government want them to have. So the most important thing is that, that they uphold authority. Government can never be wrong, right? They, That's, they're always well, it's, right. It, working for the government means you never have to say you're sorry. Yvonne, any final thoughts for us tonight? Any kind of what? Any final thoughts for us? I think it's awful. I think we have to re- get back to the Constitution and stop adding laws to it. I'll, I'm agreeing. I'll agree with you to stop adding laws and to uh, remove many, many laws from the books. Uh, but, Absolutely. You know, I, I used to be one of those constitutional guys, Yvonne, and, and then I just kind of I looked into it. I thought about it a little further, and I realized that it's not my Constitution. I never signed it. It was a set of rules for the government to follow, and they, they don't do it. They don't even come close to following those rules. So I don't think we can expect them to ever go back. I think we're just going to have to get rid of, uh, first of all, the federal government, and then look at uh, the idea of maybe abolishing state governments as well. But let's start with the first one and dump the feds. How about that one? Thanks. More coming up. Hour two's on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's FrontSight.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We're going to start things out just by going right into your phone calls, but first want to welcome our brand newest affiliates, KBKW AM 1450 and 94.7 on the FM side. Uh, it's a news talk station out in Aberdeen, Washington. So welcome aboard to everybody in the Aberdeen listening area tuned into KBKW joining us now for our Saturday shows. 800-259-9231. This is the show that allows you to take control of the airwaves. So let's start by going to ladies first again. It's Key in Pennsylvania on the amp lines. Hello, Key. Hey, Ian, Mark. Hey. Um, I wanted to let you know something um, I'm doing in my area. I got sick and tired of the, the dollar and the Fed. I felt helpless. 
So what I did is I started up my own alternate trading company. It's called Dell Valley Silver, and we trade in silver rounds. So you created a an alternative currency, uh, sort of local alternative currency exchange. Yes, it's it's a barter exchange. These have been that, um, the, the, they have a national group for this. Um, you're are you a member of the uh, what shoot it, what is it called the uh, American Currency Exchange? American Open Currency Standard. American Open Currency Standard. No, because the American Open Currency Standard has a value on their currency. We don't do that. Okay. We want it to be a free trade so that the merchants can put whatever value they want on their trade. Got it. So, so I, we, we don't want anything to be valued for the merchant. Got it. So well, I think it's a great idea. an ounce of silver, and an ounce of silver is an ounce of silver, and however that gets bartered for is between the merchant, merchant and the consumer. So how do so – there's a lot of work in doing what you're doing. How do you get compensated for it? I – uh, sell one-year memberships to the merchants, and then they get access to my site for a year. And um, they can change whatever they're offering on the site whenever they'd like. They have their own merchant ID and password. Consumers, they can um, join for free, and they can also refer merchants. When they refer merchants, they get two silver tokens for free whenever a merchant signs up. So that's how it basically spreads without having to meet hire salespeople. So it's how a does great this, idea. Okay, uh, maybe I, I wasn't paying total attention here. How does it work from, from my side as a consumer? How do I take advantage of this system? Well, you um, would go on the site and check out. Right now, we're, we're just started up. I have three merchants. I have a karate place that accepts silver, mm-hmm. and my website obviously takes silver, and then there's a products testing facility that also takes silver. I've got uh, three or four chiropractor. I, I see with a lot of the the medical problems coming up, a lot of the doctors are going to want to be involved, where they can set their own price. They can do whatever they want outside of the insurance system. I'll tell you what, the insurance, it's it's got to be a heck of a lot easier for a doctor to just say, yeah, I'll take uh, three ounces of silver for this visit or whatever it is that they say. Exactly. Than having to go through the whole process of, you know, filing. I, my wife does that for a doctor, and I can only imagine, um, you know, the, the overhead. It probably doubles or triples the, the cost that it takes for them to run their office. And Exactly. For a year membership, the doctor can promote their business on my site. The consumers can go on the site and see what doctors are, are there, what they're offering. And uh, basically, so, they, they do the trade amongst themselves. I don't get involved in any other way. I see. So so the merchant goes, they get the account, they, uh, they put up what they will accept silver for. So maybe they aren't accepting silver for all of their services or all of their products, but they can. Correct. They can opt in to whatever it is they want to offer, and you're you're basically playing the intermediary, linking up uh, consumers with the um, the various different businesses that uh, that are available to take silver. That's right, and it's in the Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, those four states. All right, well this let's give you, let's give you a free now. plug. What's uh, what's the website? It's Dell D E L Valley Silver dot com. Dell Valley Silver dot com. Now, is this something that you programmed? Are you a programmer? How did you get the? the... No, I, I I didn't program it. I the my programmer is a member of the community though, so mm-hmm. it's a good plug for him. Um, no, I came up with the idea. I was part of AOCS. I didn't like the model. I thought it wasn't fair to the consumer. 
So I wanted to sell silver at the lowest price possible. What are the tokens that you mentioned? You mentioned to- silver tokens earlier. What, what are those? Tokens are one ounce of one ounce of silver. I see. Um, purity is point nine nine nine. And well, how much do you from the Golden State Mint out in California? How, do, how much do you sell these for? Well, they sell for a dollar fifty over spot on the site. So right now they're about uh, nineteen dollars and eighty nine cents, if I remember right. Plus shipping, right? Plus shipping is it's pretty good. Uh, six, it's really good. Six seventy five up to a hundred tokens. I have one. Um, I bought one when I was down in Pennsylvania. So now, now yeah, besides. I so now, but that's really cool. Um, now, besides the uh, the the plug that you just got here, and we we are on uh, station down in Delaware and WGMD FM. But besides that, uh, what do you plan on doing to market your service to consumers? Obviously, you're going around to businesses and you know introducing them to it. But what about the consumers? How are you getting the word out? I've I've been marketing to to a lot of the freedom people. We mm-hmm. go to um, conventions. A lot of it is word of mouth right now. I just started up. The website's been up uh, eight weeks, not even eight weeks. I have uh, on Facebook, there's a Dell Valley Silver group that has probably about 75 members now. I think it's great. It reminds, with them. it reminds me a little bit of the Liberty Dollar model. Uh, I don't know if I'm, how familiar you are with that, but for our listeners mm-hmm. that don't know, there's a, uh, an, I guess it's almost extinct currency called the Liberty Dollar that was unfortunately a, a few years ago raided by the federal government because, well, the feds don't like competition to their funny money. So they but the difference they with what uh, Key's doing here is she just has ounces on her currency and there's no, so... You know. Right, and you're not warehousing those ounces, are you? You're, they're shipping from elsewhere to directly to the consumers, so it's not like they're right. going to come and, and raid we you. We don't have any any anything that looks official on our currency or on our tokens, I should say. Uh, we don't have any dollar signs on our tokens. We don't have any eagles on our tokens. Nothing that in God we trust, mm-hmm. any liberty, anything like that, anything that they got indicted for, we don't have any of that. Right. So Plus, if they you don't, were to choose to come after me, they have to come up with a whole bunch of new stuff. You don't, you don't have pallets of them sitting in a, in a safe somewhere either to where the feds could just come in and steal them from you. They'd have to go out to the mint or wherever it is they're being well, produced. Well, no, I'm not large enough to be able right. to afford pallets or anything. Right. <laughs> so you're not holding, you're not holding any no. significant amount of inventory. That's good because you don't want to no, be targeted no. by the feds. We don't want operations like this, which are a great, seems like a great idea uh, to be targeted. Here's my next question for for you. Let's presume this is going to this works out. Let's presume there is a demand for alternative money uh, in uh, to to be put out into circulation for businesses to meet up with consumers that want to do silver business. I think there's a demand for these things, uh, and I, I hope this works out for you. Let's presume it does work out. How hard would it be for somebody over in Eureka, California, for instance, to start up something like this? Would would it be to, is it to, to where you could sell your website platform uh, for a small price to expand this out to other places to allow other people to sort of duplicate your idea in their local area? Well, we could either do that or we've also thought about just expanding the base, um, changing the name or doing business as in we can always add different parts of the country to the website hmm. and and change the model. But for right now, we wanted to start with a, a you know, a, a directed four states so that we had a target market and see how it goes. I think it sounds so we really sharp. Scattered all over the United States. I agree. Thank willy nilly. 
thank you for doing this. If uh, it, people all across the nation do little things, and this isn't little, but I mean, do things themselves to increase our um, our own uh, reliance on ourselves and to minimize reliance on government, then we will see freedom and liberty in our lifetimes. Thanks, Key, and let us know how this goes. Maybe uh, six months or a year down the road, uh, let's see how how well you've grown at that point. And of course, uh, Free Talk Live does have advertising packages available. Thanks for the call. Appreciate yeah. hearing from you. Uh, for when they expand, right? It's mean, the, uh, not appropriate the to put <laughs> the Dell Valley, uh, right. um, you know, currency exchange or but, whatever but, on. Yeah, for when they go worldwide. worldwide. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I'd love to see that kind of level of success for her. I think that's great. Innovators, uh, she's innovating in uh, yes. you know, the, this, in, a, in a much needed area, I think, at this time. So thank you for that, Key. 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. The live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live continues in moments. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast. And at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. Service restrictions apply. Call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com. Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features free, so enjoy those on us. Those include live streams, got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, even webcams, actually a couple different it's the same cam, but you can watch it through a couple different providers, so you'll find one that works well for you, I'm sure. It's all free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And take the startpage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, and unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. You, you know, so you don't have to worry about uh, your information being logged and cataloged and stored. You can start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com, and it's third-party, uh, you know, verified and checked, so it really is private. Startpage.com. All right, as we continue here with your calls, these poor guys have been waiting so long. Brooke Kelly is on the line with us, though. Uh, ladies first, Brooke, you're on Free Talk Live from the Freedom Ride. Hey, y'all. What's hey, Brooke. up? What's on your mind tonight? Well, Freedom Ride is actually over. Oh, okay. But, um, Formerly yeah, of the Freedom Ride. Well, what? Formerly of the Freedom Ride, then. Yeah. Well, we're, I'm I'm going to be doing another Freedom Ride next year, and I'm getting lots of people to do their own. So just Catherine Bleich and uh, and Critical Contact are going to be doing one. So, but um, but I I actually was at uh um Continental Congress. So, and I was of course on the side. The big debate was uh, should we. Uh, ask the people to practice civil disobedience or not. So I'm just going to let you know I was there if anybody had any questions about Yeah, what about happened? Because we'd heard from William Kostrick, who is, uh, it kind of made a name for himself uh, nationwide when he carried an open, uh, openly carried a pistol nearby an Obama campaign event. 
but uh, you, uh, he hasn't called us back since the end of the the, uh, the conference, so it'd be great to hear from you. What 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 happened there with the suggestion of civil disobedience? You're talking about an event that gathered people together from across the country to talk about the uh, the depredations of the federal government and what to do about its awful, uh, terrible things that it does to people, and you know what what the next steps should be to take. And somebody proposed civil disobedience. I think it was called something different though. Civic action was kind of the the PC term that you that uh, was was attached to it, but yet it was still very, uh, I guess, a heated debate. So what what went down from your perspective? They had to change a lot of the wording to try to appease the the group. But uh, Catherine Bleich and John Bush were trying to push it through. John Bush from uh, Texas, Catherine Bleich from Missouri. And at first, it seemed like everything was going okay. People were kind of, you know, digging it. And then somebody got up and started speaking and just freaked everybody out and made it sound like, if you do this, we're all going to jail. We're all going to be beaten or abused, and it's just the wrong, wrong way to go. Poor little slave. (laughs) Inciting fear. But it was a big shocker to me because I really thought I was getting together with a whole bunch of other people in the liberty movement, and come to find out there's just some really old-timers in there that don't want to push the boundaries. And the thing is, it's like nobody wants to suggest that we send all of our favorite people to jail or where they can possibly get tased or hurt. But the the fact of the matter is the media is not going to pay attention. They are not going to care one bit until we do something that is going to give them a good story that's going to sell. I agree agree completely, Brooke, that um, the federal government isn't just going to tell you it's okay, you can be free, people. You can do what you want to do as long as you don't hurt other people. They're never going to do that. All, the, the governments, by their very nature, grow. And they do not allow, uh, they do not uh, let, uh, you know, tame little serfs do what they want. Well, in the end, uh, it was decided that we should just, we should just pretty much sit down and take it. We should write oh, to our gosh. Congress and Senators and get this. Someone someone suggested that we have a national day of prayer and fasting and that we all write to our congressmen to see if they'll join with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for a national day of prayer and fasting. That's fine. But um, then you have to have another Continental Congress shortly thereafter to see how the national day of prayer and fasting went. And no one's prepared to drive out to Chicago and sit there for another two weeks while they hash this out. So um, I'm all for prayer and fasting. Please go ahead and do that. But, uh, you know, that's not a that's not a solution. It's not a not a reason that people got together at the Continental um, uh, Congress. I can't say I'm surprised by any of this, Brooke. Uh, this tends to be just the way people are. The Americans are very docile. They're very obedient. Even the people that supposedly believe, uh, believe in freedom. And from what I understand, there was some real debate on certain issues there that uh, there were some, a number of people there that were definitely not in favor of freedom on, on certain issues. So I think that the, you know, the movement really does need people like you, Brooke, that are willing to take risks, that are willing to put something on the line in order to achieve freedom. Because, you know, back when the, uh, the first American Revolution was happening, those guys took some significant risks. I mean, they put it all on the line. Uh, yep. They, I mean, Mark, you were saying the lives, earlier, the fortune, and the sacred honor. Right. I mean, how many how many people put their lives, their fortune, or their sacred honor, even one of those things, up from this group at the Continental Congress? I mean, I just I, I sunshine patriots. 
Yeah, and as well, though this this old kind of uh, method of begging is going to change something, as though that if you just get enough people asking the their masters nicely enough, that their masters will uh, decide to stop stealing money from them and forcing them into obedience. And there's never been any evidence that that actually happens. They just keep taking and taking and uh, increasing their power, don't they? Well, also, the thing to remember is that even if we all get together and work entirely within the framework of the law, we're still going to be a target because they know that we know and they have already classified us the enemy. Absolutely. But anybody, anybody who wants to find out and get more information about what happened at the Continental Congress, I made a video about it. We, I actually started the first ever Patriot reality TV show called Puzzled. Uh, right now it's on YouTube. It will be on my blog upcoming, but right now it's at youtube.com backslash urban hippie love. Urban hippie love. Very good. Uh, I love Brooke, the way she says that. Thank, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And I think that if anything, the pathetic results from the Continental Congress, it, it just... It just backs up my claim that the Free State Project is the most exciting uh, liberty opportunity out there for people, to get people together who are willing to make a stand, who are willing to do a little bit more than just beg uh, in front of their political masters to get their freedom back. And I, th- I think you're absolutely right. If you, work, if you just work within the system, you're going to get what you've always gotten, which is very, right. very little. We, we know what writing our congressman gets us. We know what, uh, you know, uh, trying to, to, to pass laws and taking things through the court system. We know what that, that hap- what happens there. We know what happens if you try to get people who, um, you know, believe in the concepts of liberty elected. Well, um, the ones that do manage to get elected, there's a few of them that they keep, that manage to keep their spine, but most of them get converted. And it's very difficult to get the ones elected in the first place. And then the ones that do get elected get converted to uh, politicians. And, you know, then the ones that are left, they're, 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 they're a voice crying in the wilderness. Brooke, thank you for the call tonight. Uh, and we appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves. The other thing I like that she said was that even if you're just doing politics, you're not immune from targeting. Uh, there are so many stories out there of politically oriented people that have decided to run for office. Somebody you know, get, finally gets fed up with those darn representative types, yep. and they go in and they throw their hat into the ring, and if they happen to be a business owner, all of a sudden the health department shows up, and the fire inspector shows up, and all kinds of uh, you know political targeting goes on to essentially crush that person financially to punish them yes. for stepping into the, the political ring and, and competing with the good old boys. Governments grow. Toll-free numbers 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Give me liberty or give me death. Patrick Henry uttered those words in 1775. He died just 24 years later. You can avoid his fate by subscribing to Liberty, the National Journal of Libertarian Opinion, News, Investigation, and Intellectual Exploration. Liberty isn't just current events. In every issue, you can expect to see reflections, reviews, and reporting that challenge the individual mind. Get Liberty now with a free trial issue at libertyunbound.com and avoid an untimely meeting with the Grim Reaper. Talk Live. You can bring up anything. It is the live Saturday edition. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And that includes our Facebook group. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com to get on board over there. That's Facebook. 
www.freetalklive.com. What if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? It's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. We've got new people moving up here all the time to get active in a way that uh, heretofore was impossible in this liberty movement. freestateproject.org, because where you are, you're likely surrounded by the same kind of... uh, Cowards that populated the Continental Congress, as Brooke was telling us about, these are people that are so frightened to death of what the federal government might do. Well, we weren't there, that, but that I, that's the impression. Brooke was on the phone with us, and she just told us about what they did. Somebody got up and told a real scary story about how if they do civil disobedience, they're going to come after us all. They're going to throw us all in jail. Oh, no. Uh, well, you know, you're going to have to take a little bit of risk if you want to get I do freedom. wonder about the type of people that went. I mean, you would think that they would uh, draw inspiration from the, uh, the patriots during the Revolutionary War. And did those people say that, oh, my God, the British are going to throw us in jail? Well, you said it earlier tonight, the reason why you all, uh, why you keep paying taxes is because you're afraid they're going to throw you in jail. It's true. So, uh, so I mean, you're there, too, to some extent, Mark. Well, You've at least made the move to New Hampshire to back yourself up with other uh, I'm willing to support other people that are doing it, and I'm not going to put uh, roadblocks in the way you of... You won't uh, talk against them for doing it. That's, yeah, uh, that's certainly the case. And, you know, the truth be told, if you get together with other people that are willing to do civil disobedience, it becomes all the more powerful. If you're a loner and you're not paying taxes and you live out in the middle of the woods and nobody knows who you are and they're not, uh, you're not socializing with them, your odds are much um, lower against as far as having success in, in what you're doing. The government can just come snatch you up, call also, you crazy. Also, I think there, there are ways that uh, one can, uh, you know, uh, use the government's system to slow down their their growth without um you know having to resort to uh, you know being a tax protester not to say that i don't support tax protesters i do but there's other ki- kinds of civil disobedience that one could involve oneself in. right for instance i got a ticket recently and instead of just giving them their money i'm going to go and find i've got some questions you know make them spend more money because yes. that's what most people do when they and that's what i suggest for people you don't have to go to the wall you don't have to go and you know not pay property taxes or not pay uh, income tax uh, though I don't do the latter, um, but you don't have to. What you should do is maybe dabble in it. See what it's like to say no. See, try that. Try it with a traffic ticket and, and see what it's like uh, to not just go along with their pre-specified options and their demands because that's what they're used to. They're used to people just shuffling in, ringing the cash register, paying up, being obedient, doing everything that they demand they're uh, that they're demanded of, and then moving along, just trying to brush everything under the rug. If people just stopped doing that. If people just stopped going along with the program and started scheduling trial dates for things like speeding tickets and stuff like that, the system would be crushed. It's already overloaded. But if people started just taking trials for some of the silly nonsense crap that government passes out, these all these tickets and marijuana possession and all of this uh, victimless crime uh, stuff. Just fundraising. Yeah, it, it, the system would not be able to handle it. The system exists because of the docility and the obedience of the American people. And well, and 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 their their tacit um, approval, as if yeah. speeding, uh, as as if going faster than the posted speed limit is somehow dangerous. And I, I you know, I, if I you really thought it was dangerous. You wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah, I really question that. Um, um, you know, I mean, accidents can happen at any speed, and certainly more speed makes for a more dangerous accident. But you know, when I'm on the interstate. I find the people going the speed limit on the interstate are the ones that are dangerous because the whole yeah. the group of cars are the ones that have to you know bottleneck in order to get around them because they're going 80 when the speed limit says 70. Let's get Steve on the line here in Cairo, Georgia, listening to WFLA FM. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Ian, how you doing? Steve, what's on yeah. your mind tonight? Uh, 
well, I have a question. I wonder if you can straighten me out on something. All right, go for it. I've been listening to uh, conservative, so-called conservative talk radio, and I listen to your program. I don't listen consistently. But in listening to uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, and Glenn Beck, and now I seem to be uh, getting the same impression from you, I hear a consistency of omission to make a, any reference to rights. Am I mishearing you? Well, or? I think that I think rights are an agreement of of you know people. Um, I don't, I'm all in favor of rights. Right. I, I don't know that they exist in the world of you. Oh, you oh, they do. They certainly do. Okay. Rights are, what are, color are embodied they? powers of self control. What color are they? Are they prickly? They are embodied powers of self control. They are not embodied in anything. If they're they embodied, embodied, they're embodied in individual human beings. So the rights are inside me. That's right. What color That's are they? they? Can you cut them out? Can you can you, you cut read them Jefferson's out? Original See, look, draft of, look of man, the Je- Thomas Jefferson see. is not God. He did not. They are not real. Uh, all I'm trying to say to you is they do not you exist have, in the corporeal. You have the power to move your right arm. Yes. Is that not a power of self-control? Um, it, it it's nerves and muscles. They're clearly alienable is it because. Is power of self-control or not? Steve, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm in favor. I Mark, agree. You're being combative. Rights. You're being combative. I am for not. Some reason. He's, I, I mean, I asked him a question, and he immediately started talking on as though my question didn't exist. Look, they don't exist in real life. However, I believe they, they are agreements in real life. Okay, well, that's show what, them to me. I'll disagree with you on that one, Steve, you, because they're self-evident to you. I don't need to show them to you, but now you deny them. You, you deny the existence of them. No, 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 no. This, I think what country, he's trying the, to explain. People, people who claim that they want to turn this country around and set it on the right path, they do not want to do what is necessary to do. You, this country will never be put on the right path What's by avoiding um, rights. Dude, I, I fully support the. Can we talk about this concept here, Steve? Foundational document of Steve, this nation. You are being rigid. You're not even listening to what I'm saying. I'm saying rights do not exist they do because exist. you cannot touch them, you cannot feel them, you cannot identify Powers them. Powers of self-control do exist. Right. The fact that I can move my arm does not mean that I have rights. I agree that I have, have rights. rights. If if they're, they're a good idea. See, he's not even listening to you, Mark. He's just talking when you when you start to talk. Steve, let me see if I let me see if I can get through to Steve here. Steve, I fully agree that rights should exist. I no, agree with the con- I agree with the they concept. Steve, can you just stop repeating that so I can actually get a sentence through to you? Um, I agree with the concept of rights, but rights are an agreement between men and women. No, they're My- not an agreement between men. They exist embodied within human beings. Then how can you claim? How can you? If you've got the right to life, how come I can shoot you in the head, Steve? Because you misuse your powers of self-control. But then you must not have the damn right to life. For the purpose of other control, which is a usurpation and violation of rights. So then they're not inalienable, then, are they? Sure they are. (laughs) Define inalienable. Apparently the bullet alienates your right to life. They're inseparable, inseparable from your essential nature. They are inseparable. Well, I guess we can't. I guess we just can't have freedom because these rights that you're talking about, I don't agree that they exist. Sorry, they exist. we should shut up. We should shut down the microphones now. Freedom, freedom is a lost cause because rights. Because you and I can't agree about rights existing. <laughs> That's it. Read, freedom's dead, man. <laughs> Look, um, I, I'm because always... this is the most important issue that we could possibly address as far as freedom goes: the, the existence of rights. Steve, your thoughts? Is that a question? <laughs> it's it's it's, a it's an accusation.
An accusation? Yes. An accusation against whom? You. I'm saying that... What are you um, accusing me of? Say, tell me clearly what you're accusing me of. I'm saying that you're telling me that because I, can't, uh, because I don't believe that rights exist, that we can't have freedom. Freedom to do what? I, I, I contend life? that I'm free. To and, exercise powers? Powers? Exercise powers. Yes, powers of, of self-control. Yeah, how about the freedom to live your life as you choose, as long as you aren't, don't harm See, anybody this, else? This is what I hear from uh, the other so-called conservative talk show hosts. Well, we're not conservatives. They, they say, uh, we need to get back to the principles of the, of the nation. Uh, Did you hear that tonight? And, and, I don't think anyone saw no, I'm not finished. I'm well, not finished. You please, didn't hear please. that on this show. I'm not talking about you. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm talking about the what is it, the other four guys, I, in which I gave you their names. Yeah. Okay. They, they say we need to get back to the principles of the nation, and I ask when I hear that, what are the principles? Do they have anything to do with with the uh, rights and the purpose of government in securing those rights? No. I would say they go they... to go to commercial. Go to commercial. Thank you. We'll do that. More in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Our new program director. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. I love the British Sovereign. It's about a quarter ounce, which is usable for a gold coin. They tend to be older and thus are numismatic and untracked by the government. They have the 100-year-old wow factor for the layman and are easily storable for emergencies. You can get them for only $288. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold. FreeTalkLive.com. The shipping is the same as it is for one coin as it is for 20. So try to get as many as you can at once. 877-857-9938. Gold.FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features for free on the site, so enjoy those. And if you like this program, we need your vote at the Podcast Awards. It's happening right now at podcastawards.com. It's going for the next couple days. I believe it ends on the 30th. I'm not sure exactly what time. Maybe, Mark, you could go and uh, look at the rules, and we'll see if we can find out exactly when it ends. But today, tomorrow, and perhaps the day after that, you'll have the opportunity to vote for Free Talk Live at podcastawards.com, and we do need your votes uh, because we're up against some pretty heavy competition this year. And if you are able to access the internet and you have an email address you can vote go to podcastawards.com scroll down the page we're in the political category and it's free talk live select that uh, fill out your name and uh, email address information below that and submit your vote you might be email checked uh, just to verify that you are indeed a real life human being and not some sort of voting robot and that uh, will register your vote for today and you can again do it every single day between now and november 30th do you have more information on that mark midnight Midnight Eastern, on the 30th? Yes. So meaning... The day, uh, the evening of the 30th. So all day on the 30th, you Correct. can also vote. Okay, very good. So thank you if you've already voted, and please vote again, because you can do it every day at podcastawards.com for Free Talk Live in the political category. Now, Steve is, is off the line at this point. Uh, he called in from Cairo listening to WFLA-FM, and... And I feel like we had the opportunity to really have a lot in common with Steve, but the, um, we just couldn't seem to get past this whole rights are real thing. 
Yeah, I, I love the idea. I really do. I, mm-hmm. I think the idea of rights is a solid idea, and it's, that's what it is. It's an idea just like so many other ideas that are good or bad. This one's a good one. I agree. And, and, and the reason they call rights theory, rights theory, not rights fact, is because rights are a theory. They're not fact. I mean, yes, I can move my arm, as Steve said, but there are times when if I move my arm that somebody in authority will come and drag me off to jail. Or find me, or whatever it is that they want. Um, you know, I mean, they they do that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know that the fact that one can move one's arm means that one has a right. I think that w- one only has rights when others are willing to honor and respect those rights. It's right. A, it's an agreement between human beings that benefits everybody who agrees to it. Right. And and so I mean, you know, if if it's if it's real, then um, my my dog can move her you know the equivalent to her arm does she have a right did the thing that i had for lunch which at one point could move its arm does it have a right did i uh did i take the right of that uh i, I think i had pork for lunch that pig um away by eating it i mean the simple fact that the, the pig, pig doesn't have a right cuz it can't come to an but agreement but it can move its arm yeah okay good point but the pig can't come to an agreement which is what we were claiming rights were, but it can move its arm, and he was claiming that rights are real because you can move your arm or whatever. He also threw out the term inalienable uh, as though that's what rights were. He was just kind of making declarative statements about what he believes about rights. So the, we have rights, and rights are inalienable. And when I said, well, if they're inalienable, how can they be taken away from you? Because the definition of inalienable is that they are not transferable to another or capable of being repudiated. You cannot... I thought inalienable was the pro- imp- improper grammar, and it was actually unalienable and had been used in the Declaration of Independence pro- improperly. There is a related word called unalienable. Yeah, it's apparently. my understanding that unalienable is the proper word, but inalienable, just through its probably its usage, has become normal English. My but point whatever. being, the definition of in or unalienable is that it cannot be uh, repudiated. And so, therefore, you'd think that if you had those rights, then, you know, people, the cops, when they were trying to arrest people uh, for victimless crimes, would be bounced back. They would, there'd be some sort of uh, ethereal force that would prevent them from pulling your hands behind your back, putting the metal cuffs on, and throwing you in a cage. Clearly, your rights are alienable because they're alienated all the time. People have their rights stolen from them frequently. We started the show out with a story about a mom who decided that she didn't want to have a C-section, so the doctors stole her baby from her. Right. You'd think that the woman had the right. I, I believe the woman has the right to, uh, to have a child, and you know because she had a child, she'd have the right to it, but they took her child. So right. th- apparently she doesn't have the right to I mean, she's, she's right in having the child, and they're wrong in taking it from her, but... You know, do I want to live around people who agree with rights? Yes, I do. Do I want to uh, to make that an important part of any society in which I live? Yes, I do. Are rights important to me? Absolutely. Right. And, and let's and, and in the world of agreement, things are real in the world of agreement. I'll give you that. They, they're a, they're a different level of reality, but they're not real in the sense that you can touch them. And those are things that are really real. They right. matter. They, they, they have weight. They take up space. That's what reality is defined by. I'm married to a woman because I have an agreement with her. But other than a piece of paper that was given to me by the government and the church that we got married at, I mean, is a marriage real? It's just a concept. If we break up, are we really married? I mean, we, I, I suppose we still have the piece of paper and, and we haven't dissolved the agreement. That's but, only evidence of the agreement. Right. It's... Let's go to Brandon, listening to WTNY in Watertown, New York. Brandon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Hey, super. What's on your mind tonight? 
Oh, not much. I just wanted to uh, say, first of all, it's uh, only my second time being able to hear you guys' um, uh, show, and I, I really like it. Um, um, and I just I had a quick question about. What do you like uh, about the show, Brandon? <laughs> oh, the way you guys speak. I've, I've been listening to like Laura and uh, Glenn and some other people on this station, and just I think you guys set yourself apart. Um, just the way that you speak and the way that you are actually you're able to to take criticism and and actually speak with people. I like that. Okay. And, uh, I, I like that. critical calls. <laughs> I mean, there are some talk shows where they screen out anybody that's got a uh, a challenging opinion from from calling into the show. I, I think the best times on Free Talk Live are when challenging callers uh, will. I agree, call and I, they're very interesting, and I like that. But I, I I had one specific question that might not really have a lot to do with what you guys have been talking about. That's all right. Tonight, it's Free Talk I, Live. You can bring up anything. Go ahead. Excellent. Thank you. Earlier, I think you did say something about um the, some, something to do with the medical field, but. Well, I had a, um, an appointment with a psychologist recently for a social through the Social Security office, and um, I just wondered because he seemed uh, he was a horrible person, in my opinion, just not a not a good do- not a good doctor, okay. not a good psychologist. And I wondered if these the doctors that just in opinion, if do you think that they are judging, maybe uh, writing their their what they give to the uh, Social Security Administration in a way for... Are they different from a private practice, someone who's not getting money from the government? Because I think that he... I didn't, I didn't enjoy that experience. Well, I'd say that he is different because he's incentivized to be different. Uh, if he was any good, he'd be in private practice. Well, I don't know that, I don't know that I'm entirely ready to say that, but I, I think that incentives are different. Um, when when the, the government's writing him a check, he's incentivized to do what the government wants him to do. When he's in private practice, he's incentivized to do what I want him to do. That's how we, you know, that's, that's the arrangement we have. And if he doesn't do what I want him to do, I stop giving him the check every week or whatever that we go to. That I go to him. Right. Okay. Thank you. And I, I kind of, I, I assume that myself, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I didn't feel like I was fairly evaluated, and I, I don't think I was treated fairly. So I, I appreciate your time. And, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's the government, it's so they'll do whatever they want. <laughs> and, and you know, and, and I would have to say, if I'm not, if I'm still on there, if I'm still speaking with you guys, I'm. You I'm a young man. I'm 26. I truly do need some sort of help. I'm lost. I'm just all by myself. I'm living off an inheritance. It's almost gone. And oh, my gosh. Ju- and, well, you know, not boohooing, but I just I don't understand. There are people out there. I see them all the time. Every day, they just suck things dry. They take advantage of every little crevice and niche they can stick their horrible asses into. And... I need a little bit of guidance, and I can't get it because of people like that that work for the government. Why? Why? Okay, now, now I'm curious. You've 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 piqued my interest a little bit more here. What, what is it that you went to the Social Security office for to get to a psychologist? I, I'm. I, how did one lead to the other? I'm not sure about that. Um. I, oh, I'm sorry. I um. Well, uh, <laughs> I uh. I as younger, about six, seven years ago, I was uh, diagnosed with quite a few things, and I was. I had um, acquired, I guess you could say, Social Security due to disabilities mentally. And um, my mother at that point in time said, you know, I didn't like that. So I said, okay, I don't want to do this. I want to work. I'm young. I don't want to get a check. I'm good. And I tried that. It didn't work. And, you know, seven, eight years later down the road, here we are, kind of taking my late mother's advice now. So the help that I had at the point when I didn't want it, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to get now whether it be Medicaid or help with prescriptions or even just therapy because of one one individual. 
because of it's an arbitrary home. system. Yeah. And that's the reason that it stinks. You know, if if you if uh, if the government hadn't inserted itself into the the medical systems, including uh, you know the counseling systems, prices would be significantly lower. You'd be able to get the 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 help that you needed at some rate that was uh, agreeable to you, and you know you'd, you'd be able to make your own decisions. I, I'm curious. I, I'd like to to find out a little bit more about what your problem is and why it is you can't work. I'm my my curiosity is still peaked. Would you mind hanging through the news, Brandon? Absolutely. I'll okay. be right here. All right, we're going to put you on hold. We'll bring Brandon back in a moment. 800-259-9231. What can Brandon do that doesn't involve getting some sort of assistance from a government program? Is there something else out there for him? Maybe you've got a suggestion. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is coming up. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Talk Live, launching into the third hour of the live Saturday edition of the program. We'll take your calls about anything you just make them at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. As we get started by going back to Brandon, who is listening to WTNY in Watertown, New York, a relatively new listener of the show, Brandon, you said it was, your, it was your second time listening. So welcome back. Glad you decided to come back around. You said you were really enjoying the program. But I'm going to ask you some questions that you know, might be a little bit personal, but you said you were okay with it. So here we are. Uh, okay. You had said in the last hour that you had gone into the Social Security office. You had met with a psychologist. They rejected your application for some sort of an assistance based on the interview that they had with you. And you'd mentioned the, your past, your history, and it kind of piqued my interest. And I was curious about um, what had happened to you. You said that you had been diagnosed with some things, that you had tried to go into the working world, that it, for whatever reason it didn't work out. And I'm wondering if you can tell me more about that process that part of your life what what were you diagnosed with at what age and then what happened with the whole trying to work thing and why didn't that work out well you know i always felt you know a little out of place growing up you know any at any point in time but as i got you know out of high school i i experienced my first inpatient uh treatment and then within you know two to three years i had been Put on medicine and and then okay diagnose. okay you glossed over something your first inpatient oh, treatment what was that all about um I essentially feel that that was just I I didn't know what to do I felt a little bit lost and I, I think that the people who were raising me at that point in time didn't know what else to do so mental health was involved were, were you talking are you talking about they sent you against your will into a, a mental health facility. Absolutely. And were you on used the people that were taking care of you? Were you being taken care of by foster parents? No, this is my my mother and her chosen 
uh, okay. partner. Mom and stepdad or whatever, so chosen partner. Right. So they, they involuntarily, and at what age was this where you were committed? Uh, I believe it was, I was almost 19 years old when this all started. Were, would you describe yourself as depressed at that time? Um, no, I would actually describe myself as rather Angry? Uh, extremely, uh, no, paranoid and paranoid. on. Uh, I didn't know what to do, really. I was really scared of, you know, what, what, what leap to take, so I kind of really went off a deep end on my own accord. What kind of paranoia? Uh, do you mind me asking? Well, well, I mean, to skip a lot of steps, maybe possibly in questions, um, per some people with papers and PhDs because they read books, I was diagnosed with schizophrenia and, and uh, bipolar, but they, I... I felt, you know, obviously I needed some time, but at this point... Point, what, point of life, information, I, I'm going to have to interrupt you, just make sure I'm on the same track absolutely. with you here. Uh, when you were diagnosed with schizophrenia, and what was the other one? Uh, so there's some bipolar going on. Bipolar. When you were diagnosed with that, was that after you had been involuntarily committed, or prior to that? This was a step of probably six to seven or eight, maybe eight in an outpatient visit spanning through, you know, two to three, like three years. It's a really cloudy for me, I seem to remember some of the stuff that I don't want to, but all in all, I just think that because all the things that really physically crippled me for being a, a functioning part of social society went completely away when I had a daughter. And when that was stripped from me, it just it came right back. And as I overcame that by myself, not two months after that, I lose my mother and all of a sudden it just comes back. And when someone truly needs help, a little bit. I don't need money. I don't need anyone's money. I just need some guidance, and you can't get it because of certain people and their biased attitudes, and I, it, it does frustrate me. And I don't talk to people. You guys are great, and I just uh, I think that it's nice to be able to just voice. Well, we're certainly not uh, we're certainly not professional uh, psychologists right. or anything like that. But I, I you know I don't mind talking to people. That's uh, what I do for a living. Uh, but I'm curious. <laughs> Are there now, Mark? I mean, have you ever heard of any kind of like groups that that people could go to to, I guess, work out problems like this? I mean, obviously, you've got things like Alcoholics Anonymous and stuff like that, but that's not quite what the problem is here. It, I mean, he's he's having trouble getting someone to talk to. Um, right, I can barely, you know, sometimes I can't even shop all the way. I'll go to get my my groceries. I get to the checkout, and I gotta go. I just I have to go. Is it is it a what what what, is it, what are you feeling at that uh, that point in time? <clears throat> um. Fear, extreme fear of, yeah, I can, uh, of being in every, public? Yeah, I think so, of everything around me. I can barely breathe at most points in wow. time. Mm. Would that be yeah. an anxiety attack? Is that Would that be an appropriate definition of, of what that is? I, I guess so. I think that's what they might call that, but I don't think of it as like that. It comes on in stages, and sometimes you can fend off certain things with certain... I, you, you learn to cope with anything. If you have a flat tire, you fix it. You know, it's... Mark, you've been absorbing all this. Do you have any questions for Brandon uh, to help clarify? <laughs> you know, I, I I feel for the guy. I know that uh, you know, there, there've got to be people out there that have this these kind of issues. Brandon, you do know it's not dangerous out in uh, public, right? I do know it's not. I do know it's not uh, extremely dangerous out there. Are you afraid of uh, being attacked by someone? Are you afraid of an accident happening? What is it? Can you cl- can you categorize where your fear is uh, is based? Absolutely, it would be judgment of other people. I think so. You mean like my hair doesn't look good or they think I'm stoned no. or something like that? I mean, what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of judgment? No, not at all. Not physical. I, I'm, I'm, I don't mind that. I don't, I, it's something I think that it, uh, it's like an inner, it's in the mind, something I can't tackle yet. It's just uh, something that I, 
uh, constant, everyone on you, everyone, it's all about you type thing. And I, I'm not that type of a person, which is why it doesn't make sense to me. So you're, you're, you're afraid that they're like judging and assess, assessing your motives and like what kind of person well, that, you are? That's what I've guessed because it really comes on so quick sometimes that I don't have time to break it down and think about it so I can reflect on it later and think, okay, how can we tackle this one and get this one? You know, we don't need to do, I can't do this because this stuff didn't happen to me. When I would go to the grocery store with my daughter, no, no problems. Hmm. I would go by myself even while I was a, a full-time father, if you will, um, by myself with my daughter at home, these things would come on. So what, happened, really don't... what happened with your daughter? Um, her mother outgrew me. She decided I was I was all I was all I was no good anymore. So you were in a relationship with with somebody. At, were you were you able to uh, to function within that relationship without your daughter? Did that only fix when your daughter came along? No, her and I actually got along quite well all the way through until uh, we both received. Well, she received her degree, and I was a semester away. So she left you behind and and took uh, took the daughter with it at that point. Is that the idea? Right, something to that effect. Yeah. So it sounds to me like when you were socializing with your significant other at that time, or your daughter, when you had somebody socially close to you, that you were able to better deal with uh, being out and about and doing things. I don't think that any. I think everything bounced off of me. I don't. I don't think I even uh, thought about that kind of stuff. At, but, you know, just to make real quick, if I can just blurt something out, and I, yeah. I, I'm sorry, um, like just I walk in and then it just almost anywhere it could be to grab the newspaper for the morning, uh, 30 second, maybe a minute and a half transaction. It can just my pulse, my my vision goes, the hearing, I get extremely red, and it mm. could be I could be one of four people in a, in in a store. It, uh, it's, it's and it doesn't worry it doesn't worry you to be on nationally syndicated radio talking on uh, sixty <laughs> uh, fifty eight stations, uh, but it... no, it doesn't worry me. And I thought about this over the commercial break. Actually, it's, I think that because of the way that you two talk amongst one another and the way that you talk to other people, is it makes me feel comfortable, and I don't mind. No one can see me, and no one really knows who I am. So, and the way I think about that sometimes too. Why don't I just think about my whole life like that? You're only going to meet a few people. You know, they could be, it's no big deal, but I can't. I know we've had people that have been patiently waiting to get on this program, but I want to hang on to you here, and I want to open the phones up for people that have suggestions for you. I mean, I don't know where you can go, but I think that uh, getting, stepping out well, and, and getting with some sort of group therapy might be helpful. Money solves problems, and you could start an online business um, that didn't, you know, didn't cause you to have to interact with people. eBay, phone sex. E- e- I suppose Wait, that's possible. I'm sorry. Is, is that Matt? Or Ian, did you, Matt, Mark. did you say mo- Mark, Mark? I'm sorry. Or did you say money solves problems? Money does solve problems. Money, oh, you know what? It does solve problems. <laughs> well, I think you have to have the desire to, to solve your problems. Well, I mean, there's, well. there are other ingredients, but usually the one that seems to be lacking. He did say he yeah. was running out of his inheritance. Well, if he could go to a, a psychiatrist or psychologist or somebody who could help him with this, he could pay for that of his own money, then, you know, that would help solve that problem. I think that would be something to do. I was going presuming that he didn't have a whole lot of money. We can talk about that in a moment. Uh, I want to ask you, the listener, if you have some suggestions for Brandon, what should he do? Uh, what would you do if you were in his position maybe you're familiar with a situation like this 800-259-9231 we'll put you on with brandon 1-800-259-9231 and you can bring up anything it's free talk live 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include the bulletin board system, over 500,000 posts. Created by listeners like you, go get interactive for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. And if you're like me, you hate making extra trips uh, from the uh, car to the into the house with the grocery bags, and you don't like to return the cart to the the corral or back to the grocery store. And I found a great little uh, invention that makes it. A heck of a lot easier. It's called a tota sack. It's T-O-T-A-S-A-K, and it's a handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States, designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. If you go to totasack.com and uh, order in a family, you actually can get two family packs, uh, send one to some relatives, and they'll drop ship it for free for the holidays. It's totasack, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. Oh, thank goodness. He called back. Brandon, I thought you might, I might have freaked you out. I wanted to apologize uh, because we, we've had Brandon on here this, uh, this hour. He called at the very end of the last hour and, and he said some things that were very interesting to me. And you had some issues with, um, with anxiety. You have some issues with uh, what sounds like a pretty severe case of anxiety where if you're out in public uh, within a minute or so, some serious feelings can come on and it makes you want to get out of wherever it is that you are if you're in the store or something like that. And I had said I wanted to bring some other people on maybe to get some additional opinions and I realized Mark pointed out that I didn't ask you if that would be okay and maybe I thought that freaked you out. So... Um, no, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know if I was supposed to hold it. That's fine. Yeah, glad you're back because I was a little worried because uh, WTNY only takes the first two hours of our Saturday <laughs> show, and we'd ask people. So we to couldn't call. even apologize, right? So if no, so if you see, yeah, they booted you guys off, and I'm I thought they kicked you off all because of me. And no, 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 no. They take some ghost talking <laughs> nut job uh, after uh, after our show. I, I heard that. I said, "What is this?" So, yeah, okay. there's a, some guy out there that claims to talk to the you know the spirit world or something like that, and you've you know, done it now. They're going to call in. Um, so that's, that's good. Hey, but but by, <laughs> by the way, before we take these calls, because we do have people that wanted to say something uh, that wanted to add into this discussion here about what you should do. Um, if you like the show and you did mention that you're enjoying Free Talk Live, anywhere you are, if you're listening to the show and you enjoy it and you're hearing us on the radio but you don't get the weekday show or you're like Brandon and you're only getting a couple hours of the Saturday show instead of all three hours. Call them up. Tell them thanks. Uh, tell the radio station's program director, thank you for airing Free Talk Live, and then ask them for more. Because, yeah, and be pleasant. Right, because you can get uh, up to 18 hours per week of this show. So, uh, so thanks, many we do. Thanks in advance for uh, for doing that. So, Brandon, uh, let, let me talk a little bit more about you, and then let's uh, let's take these calls from people that are, are concerned. They, they have something they, uh, they want to say. 
at 800-259-9231. You mentioned that you're running low on an inheritance. Your mom passed away. Uh, Presumably it was hers, and now you're running out of that. So how low are you? Is it to where you couldn't afford to go to a psychologist, or could you? Well, no, I would say that I could afford to go to a, a psychologist or even pay for prescription medications out of pocket, but you have to think long long term and I don't it really doesn't matter how much money you have unless you're speaking in millions and billions that a lifetime of money it money is money it goes bills are every month mm-hmm. and uh I can still live semi comfortably but my focus is I'm still kind of young so why not give back what I know I can give why not get healthy and I I just yeah. need a little boost where's the boost where's I- the boost for someone who wants it I think that, uh, well, I mean, the, the fact that you want it is very important. That's the number one thing. I mean, Mark, if you didn't want to quit smoking cigarettes, you never would have done it. So you had to smoke cigarettes. Cigars. cigars uh, you never would have done it. Uh, but you've got to have that drive. You've got to have that wanting. And maybe going to a psychologist wouldn't be a bad idea for a few sessions just to kind of see if, if something could happen. Obviously, you're going to and you're going to run up against the factor that the psychologist might want you to go for the rest of your life and or a psychiatrist might want to put you on drugs for the rest of your life. And and I'm somebody that I just don't trust that kind of um that, that that mentality of that, well, you've got a problem in your brain, son, so you're going to need to take these here drugs for the rest <laughs> of your life. I, I just exactly. don't be- I don't believe that. I, I think that there are a lot of problems that people have that they've essentially manifested in themselves for whatever reason, and that you can, you. you can unmanifest that, that you can, that you can get healthy again. And, and my, my favorite example is our old co-host, who uh, was on drugs for depression. And he was told, you know, you've got to be on these drugs. You've got a chemical imbalance or whatever. And he, exactly. quit, he quit taking those drugs. And after he quit taking the drugs, he lost weight. He, uh, his acne problem uh, lessened severely. And he, his sex drive came back. Yeah, he so, was happier. So he, he was living a better life as soon as he got off of the, uh, the medication. But let's go to the calls here. Uh, let's see what people have to say for you. And we'll start things out with Tristan in Maryland. Tristan, you are on with Brandon. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Go ahead. You're on with Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, I know know where, you, where you've been. I mean, okay, I'm not really, but first of all, get some help. See a psychiatrist and a psychologist. that They can help you out. I know that Ian doesn't really trust them, but I see one, and I don't really have an issue. In, What's it cost you, Tristan? Really what does it cost? Well, technically, uh, I still live with my folks, so they foot the bill. Is it the, the, their insurance does, or they do? It's insurance. Because um, I've, uh, you know, I think you can get, uh, I think you can get at a, uh, you can negotiate that professional hour downwards, and I think that some of them will see you between sixty and eighty dollars um, for a professional hour. Hmm. Good that's, to know. That's doable. It's doable. Yeah, that's... Well, well, the another thing is to, you know, just. Dip your foot in the water. Go out and just talk to people and get some experience and get your feet wet. Where, where would you suggest? I mean, you don't just walk up to people at the mall. I mean, there's there's got to be a, a good place to go to uh, that would be comfortable to meet somebody. And I'm not talking about a bar or anything like that, right? What would you think, Tristan? Hmm, that's a bit of a toughie. Do you have well, interest, Brandon? I mean, do you do you do things? Yeah, or? that's that's. That's what I wanted to get to. Uh, speaking about the job, Brandon, do you have any skills just that that, you, that you're proud of? 
Actually, I do have quite a, a, a hefty skill set, if I have to say so. I, I'm rather talented. I'm somewhat intelligent. I carried uh, four O's all through college. I, you know, I can I can do things. You know, I can mountain bike. I can do things with people and interact. If I'm almost invisible, if it's a fast paced uh, New York City type lifestyle, but you don't find that where I'm at. So it's real laid back, uh, dirty fishbowl type of environment. So everyone. Everyone knows you, so it's hard. Hmm. It's harder. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, the well, th- in that case, I recommend you move to the city where you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah so that that uh, so that that inheritance can run out five times faster. But is, is <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> thank you, Tristan, for the call and the su- the suggestions tonight. I like the idea of getting out and uh, making an effort to uh, to socialize with people, and you know, whatever your interests are, that might be where you'd you'd want to start. Um, and if, if you enjoy a city life, then that might be a good idea too. But is the reason why you're not able to, uh, to work, you feel like that is because of the anxiety issues? Is that what you feel is preventing you from going out and holding a job? I feel that that keeps, I feel that keeps me from a long, long term job. Yeah. And what about, uh, online work? I think I could sit by myself all all hidden, you know, while making phone money sex, by man. Phone eBay, sex. stop saying phone sex. All right, sex, more coming up weirdo. here. Brandon, can you hang on? We've got another call for you. Absolutely. All right, more coming up. You take control and talk to Brandon if you want. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the show. Thanksgiving weekend. We are here. We'll take your calls about anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. The archives are right there on the front page of the website. There's no logging in. There's no membership fee. No mandatory advertisements that you have to view or listen to or anything like that. You just click and download. It's free at freetalklive.com. I was out at the Freedom Fest uh, this last July, 2009, and I ran across a product that I find very, very interesting. And they gave me one. Um, it's, it's a non-lethal weapon, and it's a flashlight. It's called the Tiger Light. It's an incredibly bright flashlight with an integrated pepper spray in it. And it has the stopping power above a handgun. I know it sounds like a crazy uh, claim, but in fact, it does. And the reason its high level of utility comes from the fact that it is out and in your hand already. So uh, you can't walk around with a flashlight. Right. It's a flashlight. You can't walk around with a gun in your hand, but you can walk (laughs) around with the tiger light in your hand, and it's a flashlight. And nobody has the expectation that, uh, you know, the the perpetrator, hopefully you're not just running around spraying people in the eye with pepper spray, uh, but (laughs) the the perpetrator has no idea that you have a weapon on you. So you catch him, mouth open, eyes wide open, bow, drops him to the ground. It's a tiger light. Go to tiger.freetalklive.com and uh, check it out. It's a special Christmas rate right for Free Talk Live listeners at tiger.freetalklive.com. We're talking with Brandon in Watertown, New York, listening to WTNY, and we've had him on uh, for the entire hour so far just because uh, he sparked my interest. And uh, Brandon, you're still with us, and thanks for sticking with us here as we, uh, we have this discussion about you and um, some of the issues that you face in your life as an adult. They started, uh, you know, earlier on, maybe in your late teenage years. Do you remember having these anxiety issues prior to 19? Was it there as a teenager? 
It was there as a teenager. I remember, uh, uh, you know, going to trying to uh, attend the like a dance, what homecoming or whatever they would throw there, and uh, maybe only being able to be there for five to ten minutes on most instances, just due to the fact that I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like it wasn't for me. It wasn't my type of environment. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it, it went back as far as even as football and things like that. It just kind of always felt out of place and felt even more awkward trying to be fake to fit in. Yeah. So I don't think you should yeah. ever be somebody that you aren't. I don't think that you should ever try to, to fake yourself. And I, I think that's but I also I also hear you saying that you do want to be better at, uh, you know, melding socially and and. Uh, and not having these issues where it's 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 detrimental to you to the point where you were explaining to us earlier that if you go into a grocery store or something like that, even if you're one of four customers, you'll freak out and uh, you know or you may freak out. Uh, is it an always thing or just a, a most of the time thing or what? No, I was actually hoping I could clarify on that. I'm not like 100% socially crippled. Sometimes I can catch this coming on, and other times I cannot. So sometimes I I can't actually go into maybe uh, borders. Real briefly, I'll get, you know, I'll look for that certain book I needed or something like that. And, uh, you know, if I can sense in myself that I've got a certain amount of time before I, I might feel that way. And and uh, I just kind of, you, you go with what you've, you've been given. And I've kind of learned to live that lifestyle even, you know, over a decade plus. So it's I've been, a, I've adapted to it and I, I'd like to shake it. Well, that's, that's as I said before, I think that's one of the most important things is that your desire to change because we can all step outside of our comfort zones. And it's not easy to do, but in many cases it can be very rewarding. I wanna, I've got more questions, but I want to make sure we get to the folks that want to talk to you here. So let's go to Randall. If you've got any ideas or suggestions for Brandon as far as what he can do, obviously a psychologist or a psychiatrist was suggested. I would feel like a psychologist would be best because a psychiatrist is just going to dope you up. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've been that. Yeah, I've I don't know. I, yeah, I don't feel like that's helpful to people. I think that's. I think doping somebody up is papering over the problem. Uh, personally, I know some people believe. I think in there it, are though. people that need drugs at certain times too. So. Well, yeah, but I was going to suggest marijuana. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm all. <laughs> well, they told me that my acid is the reason that this happened to me. It was for my acid, the acid use. So you you did acid. You did LSD. That was my drug of choice growing up. Other than how, marijuana, how much whatnot, of it? Did, so. How much of it did you do? The gentleman I spoke with uh, this afternoon, my psychologist that I had to meet with, said he's he would like to research it because he's never heard. I I couldn't give you a number. It was my like I say, it was my drug of choice between fifteen and uh, eighteen I, and nineteen. I think it's a convenient excuse for somebody to say that because I know somebody who took hundreds of uh, of hits right. of acid and is very intelligent and very well adjusted. So I don't I yeah. don't. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It may just simply be that you've you've had these issues for a long time, and that's how you felt like you were dealing with them. But uh, let's go to oh. Randall in Toledo. He's on the line listening to WSPD. Randall, you're on Free Talk Live with Brandon. Thank you. Hi, Brandon. Uh, yes, I have. Uh, I've suffered from uh, a very similar type problem. Um, for it went on for well, it's been happening for years, but it finally got diagnosed. It turned out that uh, it had nothing to do with, uh, you know, a mental problem, had nothing to do with, you know, previous drug use or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> I had made several trips to the emergency room. I had this great sense of doom, impending doom. I thought I was dying. Um, it turned out that I had a mitral valve prolapse. What is that? 
It's uh, from what I understand, it's where there's a, a valve in your heart that's like got a rough edge on it, and the flap doesn't close all the way mm. when the blood's done going through it, and it throws off the rhythm of your heart. I was going into the, to the ER with um, oh, a relaxed, like you know, I should say, like a my pulse was like 200 beats a minute laying down. Oh. Yeah, and everybody, you know, was judging me, um, you know, ended up in a divorce over this. Mm. I mean, there was other problems that led to the divorce, but I'm saying that was like yeah. the, the icing on the cake. Um, and, I mean, it went on for quite a while. And then one day when I was went to my regular doctor's office, um, my regular physician was not in, and there was a young intern in there. And she wanted to do, I think it was called an echo, and she found it and treated it uh, with uh, a beta blocker. It was called uh and, it, and did it work for you? Yes. It solved your yes, problem? Yes, it did. I mean, it, and it's not like a heavy drug, you know, where it like, it's not like getting like, you know, on a drug that's going to mess you up really yeah. bad. It makes you tired. That was the only side effect. So what you're suggesting is it could be a physical thing that maybe just hasn't been found. Uh, maybe you haven't had that looked at. That, is that your right. And, I, and, the, and the thing I noticed, too, is like, because, you know, you had mentioned, Brandon, how, you know, being out in public, <clears throat> you know, there was variances in how and when these attacks would come on. Yeah. And I noticed that when I was... Moving around, you know, like I could go for a walk outside. I always felt better. But, like, if I would be shopping and had my kids with me, it seemed like I was focused on them to where the symptoms were still there, but the symptoms weren't getting the better of me because I was, I don't know, because I was focused on my kids. Interesting. Right, yeah, the, you know what I mean? I just I think do. it's something that's definitely worth checking out because there's a lot. I, it's my understanding that there's, um, there's been a lot of people that have been, you know, just labeled crazy or, you know, you're suffering from an anxiety issue. And maybe that's true. I mean, maybe I even have some of the anxiety issues. Maybe. But I think that those come in together and merge with that pre-existing condition, you know, and it Randall. was... And it was culminating in something else. Thank you for the suggestion tonight. I certainly appreciate hearing from you. And, and now... Um, Brandon, you did mention that you, when you had your daughter, that that felt like you were all in the clear at that point, right? Did, did you feel like the issue was present at all during that time in your life? I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, an honest answer of maybe a 2 at, at, at peak times when my daughter was in my life, yeah. I wonder about, was, yeah. just as an aside, I, I, and I, I know we have other people who want to talk to you here, um, but as an aside, I wonder about maybe getting involved in, in charity work or something like that. I was just Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Exactly what I was thinking. Big Brothers, Big Sisters, there are chapters of them all over the place. You mentioned you're not in a big city, uh, but I bet in Watertown there's probably a chapter there. Um, maybe that would be a good way to interact with some younger people. Um, maybe they, maybe you won't feel that, that level of pressure and expectation from somebody who is, you know, 10 as opposed to 20 or 30 <laughs> or 40 year old. Uh, Brandon, can you stick with us for one more segment? Certainly. Okay, we're going to bring you back here. If you've got a, a comments for Brandon, we're going to get you in. We're going to sneak in at 800 259 9231. Thank you uh, for participating in this. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free 
Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here toll-free, generally. However, right now, we are taking calls for Brandon. Uh, we've been talking with him all hour long about his issues with what sounds like anxiety. I am not a psychologist, and I don't attempt to play one. And so you get what you pay for here with Free Talk Live as far as our analysis of such things. But nonetheless, it's been very interesting. And we've uh, opened up the phones to you to have you dial in to share uh, what you think maybe Brandon should do in, in his situation where he's dealing with some what sound like some pretty serious anxiety issues. He's able to function in life. But not entirely, in that you don't have a, a job, Brandon, uh, right now. You don't you don't have any way to bring money in. It sounds like I do not. it doesn't sound like it's impossible for you. Um, and as Mark was suggesting, maybe some maybe some antisocial kind of jobs would be helpful, where you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who had similar problems. Um, you know, I, I, I can't. I, I don't know what the word was that he used to describe it, but it wasn't the words that you used. But essentially, he just couldn't get along with people, and right. um, he made a fortune on eBay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a possibility. And also, of course, we're talking about maybe uh, you, you are interested in overcoming these problems that you have, which is very important. And so talking about ideas to get you out and get you socializing with people, of course – uh, you know, going out and we had talked about big brothers, big sisters, because you'd had good experience when you had a daughter that that helped uh, really remedy these problems for you. So maybe just getting out and working with kids uh, would, would be a good way to uh, to do something like that. And also another question I had for you was, what about uh, what about church? I mean, I don't know if you're a religious guy necessarily, but. Um, but that's a way that you can connect with people on people that a like you yeah <laughs> on a regular basis i I go to a Quaker uh, church here in uh, in Keene. It's a little bit different from uh, from your average church, but it's just the idea of I'm just trying to think of things where people are that are friendly that uh, that you could get around actually I do attend uh, church once a once a month and I find that to be very peaceful and uh, almost like a reboot for me it gives me it's not an excuse or an outlet by any means but it it's a I don't know it's almost like a safe zone and I, I use that to my advantage to spread uh, my my faith and and throughout myself it, it's a nice safe place to be we do and have I, other I people do. we do have other people that want to comment here so I want to make sure we get them in but also someone uh, one of my producers sent me a website that uh, might be useful for you you do have internet access yes I can use that uh, uh, somehow yes uh, you'll probably find a whole lot of good information there he sent me socialanxietysupport.com it's a website dedicated to helping people that may be very similar to you. There's a forum there. There's ideas about treatment, getting together with groups, stories, and things like that. So you may be able to find some people there that are that are having similar situations as you, or better yet, you'll likely find people that have been in a place where you are and have managed to step outside of their comfort zones and may have some really good advice uh, as far as what you can do. So once again, that website, socialanxietysupport.com. Did you get that? I did, thank okay, you. Okay, let's go to uh, Chris listening to WCHV in Charlottesville, Virginia. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how are you all doing tonight? Great, Chris, you're on with Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Good to hear you, you buddy. Doing? We love you. We love Thanks, you, man. man. Thank you. And take it easy. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I, I wanted to tell you that um, I, I as well have dealt with um, anxiety issues, and when I heard you talking about going to the grocery store, it uh, it kind of reminded me of my past. and. Um, maybe not uh, on the same level that you were talking about. I didn't really have any, um, you know, physical things happening with my sight and my breathing um, to that to that extent. But um, I have had a panic attack, and I, I remember 
having some of those, you know, symptoms when I was having a panic attack. But the thing I wanted to share with you was um, what's what's worked for me, and um, this came to me from a, a, a sponsor in AA, and I've been using it ever since this person told me about it. Um, basically, it's um, uh, fighting off negativity. And when you said it was fear, you know, the the host asked you what the feeling was, and you said fear. Right. I could totally, I could totally identify, totally identify with what you're saying. And and uh, the way that I have countered fear, do you breathe? Life. I try the I try the breathing, and and that doesn't work. Well, for me, it's um, it's 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 fighting negativity, and the negativity is my thoughts in my head that are negative, and I had to re- learn to recognize when my thoughts were being negative because most of my life, my most of my thoughts were negative. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to become aware of when they were happening. And when I and when now when I become aware of, of these negative thoughts uh, pervading my 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 thinking, um, I I immediately fight them with positive thoughts, and most of the positive thoughts that I feed myself are positive reaffirmations about who I am, where I'm going, where I've come from, and just any positive information I can give myself. I have to say that is excellent. Uh, Personally, from my perspective, that's excellent advice. It's something that I do as well. Uh, Whenever I find myself thinking negatively, I I don't consider it fighting the negative thoughts. I just consider it changing my train of thought. I just kind of change tracks to a positive thought and just focus on that. Can you give us some examples? I don't know if it's too personal here, but can you give us some examples of your a few of your affirmations? Sure. Um, Say, um, I'll put this in context. When when I wake up in the morning, when my eyes open up for the first time and I realize I'm no longer asleep, the first thing I do is thank God for another day. Really? And that is my first affirmation that I give myself, okay? The very first thing. I do this every morning. I don't wait. I don't get out of bed. I don't get on my knees. I do it as soon as I know I'm conscious. And that fights off. Well, I don't want to use fight because, you know, maybe that's not a positive way to look at it, but... I choose to negate my negative thoughts because normally when I first wake up in the morning, it's like, what's going to go wrong today? Who is going to cross my path? Who is going to cause me to have a hard time? What am I going to do wrong? What's not going to work out? All these negative messages pervade my life, and I, I, I really have to negate them by using this. And, I, and say I'm, uh, I'm in traffic and someone cuts me off, okay, and they are totally in the wrong. And my normal thing is to start cursing them and being verbally abusive in my head toward that person because of the anger I feel. Now I don't. I pray for them. And forgive, I think forgiveness is an important factor as well. I, yeah, if, I if I find myself course. being fearful or worried about something, I uh, will forgive myself for feeling those things. It's you know it's understandable that we think those things. In many ways, we've been programmed to be fearful uh, by the society and the, you know the government and all of those things. And it's it's uh, if you can forgive yourself for for thinking those things, you can it, then again shift your your thoughts over to uh, to more positive things. I wish we had more time to talk to touch on that. I thank you for bringing it up. I think it's a great point and uh, and. It's been working for you, so thanks for the story and thanks for the suggestions, Mark. I know that uh, that you do affirmations on a on a daily basis. I do that as well. I th- I, f- I find them to be very powerful, and um, you know, you're you're the one who gets to control your reality. So, 
you know, get, getting getting in control. That's another that's another one you might want to look for online is look up affirmations and and you'll probably find a whole bunch of good ones that you can write down and then then you'll start thinking of your own and you get into the if you start getting into the habit of uh, maybe meditating for you know five ten minutes a day and, and doing those affirmations and speaking them you know may, stand in front of the mirror and look at yourself in the eyes if if you have to I mean there are different techniques but doing the affirmations I think is one of the most important steps let's uh, let's get Nick on the line here in California Nick you're on with Brandon Nick hey guys thanks hey. for taking my call yes sir Hi, Brandon. we're short I, on time hey. yeah this way um, I think that it's just repetition you know you got to keep doing these things you got to keep reminding yourself I mean I think most people go through phases in their life where they get in some mode maybe it's jealousy in the relationship or something and oftentimes coming out of it is is re- repetition and reminding yourself. And I, go, I know you guys already touched on it, but thanks for taking my call. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Let's talk to thanks, Cynthia thanks. in Pennsylvania. Cynthia, you're on with Brandon. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, Cynthia. Go ahead. You're on with Brandon. Oh. Okay. Uh, one thing that gets overlooked a lot is diet and how important that is um, and how your your whole mental outlook is. Um, for instance, um Omega threes um, are essential uh, for um, elevating your mood. It it um, it also um, is very very helpful in bipolar disorders. Um, my mother, for instance, was uh, on medication for depression, mm-hmm. and I got her taking um, omega threes fish oil capsules, and within a short time, she she noticed that she was feeling better and she stopped her medication and uh, made a big difference. I certainly would much rather recommend somebody get on supplements like that than uh, than to take, uh, you know, the, whatever the dope is the uh, psych- psychiatrists are handing out. Hey, uh, Cynthia, we're short on time. I thank you for dialing in here tonight. Now, Brandon, my co-host wanted me to to, uh, to ask you what you were going to do as a result of our conversation. I think it's too early to, to put that kind of pressure on you here, but you've gotten a lot of good ideas here tonight. We're out of time, but I hope that like what you'll do... Thank you. I hope that what you'll do for us, Brandon, Thank is you, call Brandon. us back in a few weeks, maybe two or three or four weeks down the road when you're feeling like when you've had the chance to try a few things and get out there, maybe get start doing affirmations on a daily basis like that last caller, uh, the recent caller suggested, and let us know how you're doing. Will you do that? Yes, I will, man. Thanks, Thank Brandon. Appreciate it. Have, Have a great a weekend. Night. Thank you so much. Thank and you, we'll Brandon. see everybody Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast, and at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. Call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com.